Do you want a cash-flowing portfolio that lets you live a life of freedom? Sunsets and palm trees on your terms. Your host, Corey Peterson, is a rags-to-riches real estate millionaire who started with no money or credit and quickly grew a multi-million dollar portfolio of cash-flowing apartments. You're only one deal away from creating the cash flow life. And the Multifamily Legacy Podcast will show you how. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Multifamily Legacy Podcast. I'm your host, Corey Peterson. And today we've got a wonderful guest, actually one of my students that started off as a referral from a friend coming into our mastermind, going to our Kahuna boardroom and has landed his first deal, actually on his way to a second deal. And he's doing it while he's still working the W-2. I really thought this was a great episode because no matter where you're at, guys, no matter where you're at, I'm telling you now, you can be on your journey towards that cash flow life, to that sunsets and palm trees. It does not happen by accident. It happens by choice. And if you choose to win, if you will choose to do the things that will lead you to success, success, my friends, will come and find you. It will sit over like a good friend that you've known all your life, but you've got to be disciplined in your actions. I want to get into this, but quickly, a word from our sponsor. Are you ready to take your multifamily game to the next level and learn the amazing results of living the cash flow life? Apartment investing can change your life. I know for a fact it's changed mine, and I would like to share my extraordinary journey with you and the clues I've learned along the way by giving you my book, Copy Your Way to Success, for free. So text the word book, B-O-O-K, to 480-500-1127. Again, that's the word book, B-O-O-K, to 480-500-1127. And my team will ship it to you absolutely free as a way to say thank you for listening to this podcast. And remember, your paradise is possible. All right, guys, we're back. So listen, I am super excited about this episode. My good friend and student, Rick Gessler is going to come on and share his story about his first deal. Listen to this story because this could be you. This could be your story. And I'm going to challenge you right now. If you don't take action, man, we're in a great spot right now to start learning and building up because the market's changing and it's going to give you lots of opportunities. And I would hate for anybody to miss out on that. So guys, let's get to it. Hey, Rick, welcome to the show, brother. Hey, thanks. Glad to be on here. Awesome. Well, I'm excited about this one. This this is kind of a cool episode for me because you came into my tribe and have successfully done a couple of deals. You're actually on your way to maybe your second or third deal or something like that. And you're still doing it while you still have a W-2. And I think that's a big piece of the lesson of what it takes to get into multifamily. And so let's just talk about your journey and how you got there. So I would love for you to just give everybody a quick shout out of who you are and what you've done and just kind of give a synopsis of your background. Yeah, I appreciate it. So my name is Rick Gisler with Blue Sky Multifamily Group. And my background right now is in clinical research, actually. So that's my W-2 that I'm still working. I help run the trials for new medicines. And so I go work with the doctors and make sure everything's going smoothly. That was always supposed to be a means to an end for me, even though I enjoy what I'm doing for the most part. Real estate really got ingrained into me when I was a kid because my grandfather owns, I think he still owns about 75 units and owns them free and clear. And so when I was a kid, he would bring me out and I'd go help collect rents, watch him while he fixed some of the HVAC, hot water heaters. We'd do little minor repairs and everything. And that really got the bug going in me. I was like, as I got older, I thought, you know, this real estate thing is fun. I get to knock on doors and people give me money. That's great. But 
as I got older and I realized, man, my grandfather has more time than anybody else on his hands and is doing really well for himself. And so I was like, real estate definitely needs to be part of the retirement plan. I just went about it with the W-2 that everybody says, you save up a bunch of money, put a huge chunk of your money down, get the down payment, start with one rental, maybe buy a duplex, something like that, and then build it from there. And so we started that way, saved up and bought a duplex, did the house hacking and got a good deal on it. It's going well, Still, we still have it. But I was like, oh, we're going to scale this and do duplexes because those aren't sexy. Well, then they got really sexy and expensive. And so then I looked more into it and a friend of mine from town who is, he's one of the bigger single family investors and he was getting into the multifamily space too. He mentioned, I sat down with him to pick his brain. He said, well, Rick, if you can't afford to buy two doors, you can't afford to buy a hundred. So you might as well go for a hundred. And that didn't really make sense to me until I started digging in and really plugging into podcasts of really expanding my thinking that it doesn't have to be just me that's paying for everything. And so that's what really opened my mind to raising private equity. And he pointed me towards your podcast, actually. And that was like the beginning of a crash course for me to be able to really get opened up to the multifamily space. So from there, I ended up actually plugging into the mastermind for you. And that was like drinking through a fire hose, like just so much content and so many good quality people that I was really able to accelerate the growth very quickly. And then paired that with going to the boardroom that you guys host a couple times a year. And between the two of those things really helped me hone in how to actually play the game and do it well. And within four months of joining the mastermind, I had landed my first deal that was a 20 unit, really good, small little asset that's cash flowing well, and just took a lot of the principles from there. And so since then, just been continuing to plug away, work on dialing operation. Let's hold on. Let's dissect that 20 unit deal just a little bit because yeah. you went from I got no money to no, no. What? How did you put that deal together, first of all, right? So, and then how did you raise the money for it? Yeah, great questions. So I had never raised any money before this deal. So it was a 20 unit deal that's $1.2 million purchase price. Yeah. And just 1.2 million. Right? Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> Man, the pucker factor was tight on that one. Whenever I had to sign off on a, on a million dollar loan for the first time. But to raise the money, I started with just going through the friends and family, people that I knew that had money. None of them were willing to pull the trigger. And a big reason was either they were saying, oh, the stock market's going great. I don't want to miss out on this right now on the returns. Or it was, well, when I've seen you do it, once you get a track record, then maybe we'll talk about it on your next one. So I struck out completely for a while, was able to get one investor on that was 150 of the 200,000 that I needed to raise. And unfortunately, they backed out five days before closing. And I had no idea what to do. But on one of our accountability calls, we were talking about what's going on. And I mentioned I was really needing some help with any suggestions. A couple of people got on from the mastermind got on and said, well, this looks like a really good deal. Let me see if any of my investors would be interested in it. And so we got a great referral from another member in the group who had done a bunch of single family investing passively and was looking to go into multifamily. And so this was an easy step for her. So we met with her, talked with her, showed her the deal, and we vetted each other. And she ended up coming on the deal for the whole full 150 that we needed. So we were able to close right on time without needing to get any extensions. It was a whirlwind of five days, Yeah, but it was it was a wild journey. And so we were able to raise the 200,000 that we needed for the deal. So that was the down payment, putting in some CapEx reserves, and be able to get the... Basically get you to closing, right? Yeah, we got it to closing. You weren't able to really fund probably much of your capital improvements at all, right? We weren't able to fund much of it, but I actually got a 
really good leverage. So we brought some of our own money into the deal as well. So between the extra money that I had raised plus what we brought into the deal, that's going to fund about half of the CapEx that we need for the whole property. So just like that, listen to some podcasts, took some action, got into our mastermind, went to the boardroom, really learned and got yourself dialed in, found a deal. And within four months, got it funded through someone in the group, through a referral in the group, which is why you join these groups, by the way. It's the relationship, right? And it all seems to work out. Yeah. Could not have come together. I would have never imagined that deal was going to come together the way it did. And so the networking and being in the right room with the right people was really what helped get this thing off the ground and get it going. Yeah. Awesome. Well, that's pretty cool. So then... Let's talk about, so that was just one deal, but you're still in it. You're still working. Now you're doing this all, by the way, while you're still managing your W-2, right? Mm -hmm. And you're not to the point where you're going to quit yet, right? But I'm sure that's the goal. It takes a couple more units to do that. So just from the first deal, what is like the three biggest lessons that you've learned in that deal? Ooh, the biggest lesson I had to learn is that number one, it takes a lot longer to turn the quality of the product around to really finish the CapEx, to get the tenant, the right tenants in place. I thought it was going to be a one-year turn with it only being 20 units to really get that property completely turned around. And we're definitely slower than what I expected, but it was just harder to change the culture than I expected. And so that was the big thing that was a takeaway to me. It was like, whatever you have planned for your timeline, add 25 to 50% until you've done it enough times that you really have that timeline nailed down. The other thing was having to learn how to implement systems and really run things operationally very lean and very as lean and as tight of a ship as we can, especially with how much like insurance rates have gone up through the roof, make all the renovation costs, the cost of the products to renovate those units has gone through the roof. So really having to dial in our operations was another thing that we had to build in systems. Yeah. Uh, systems are really important, the whole process, right? And this is part of the learning curve, right? Mm-hmm. So totally, totally understandable, right? in the journey of real estate, right? So it's like, there's things that you know and there's things that you don't know. And how do you know those? Well, get into a deal, right? Your learning curve is gonna go up so much faster, so much quicker, and you'll (laughs) learn things that they don't talk about in class, Mm -hmm. right? Yeah, the operation side was the most difficult thing to learn because that's the part that nobody really discusses and nobody really teaches very much. That took a little bit of trial and error and really trying to figure out how do I make this easier for us moving forward so it doesn't require as much of my own time. Right, exactly. So then as you've been moving forward, so what does that look like? Now that you've got your first deal or two, or first deal, mm-hmm. what have you been up to after that, right? Because you don't just want to stop. Right. So it's been really difficult the last probably nine months. And I know you've talked about it on your podcast, some of the market cycles that are going on. So I've still been penciling every deal that comes into my markets to number one, get better at honing in my underwriting, but also just to make sure I can try to find a diamond if one pops up. While doing that, though, I'm really leaning in on building relationships with different brokers and bankers to be able to make sure if there's a property that's struggling to pay their bills and the bank is getting some question marks, I'm going to be getting some phone calls whenever that happens. And the brokers, those relationships have really made a difference in my ability to get new leads and off-market deals. And when you close that first deal, now how does the broker look at you now? He knows that I'm for real. And they immediately took me much more seriously. Yeah. How did that feel, by the way? How did it feel, by the way, closing Uh, a decent-sized deal? Okay. That was awesome. So... Here's a cool story. And it was right before closing, the day before closing, my wife and I were at a concert and 
we had just gotten the text from our our other our new investor that she had wired the funds in and so we were fully funded got the notification from the bank while we're in the middle of a concert and we were really close to the stage and the singer got done with a really nice long long slow song and i got the text and we just had a moment hugged and kissed each other right there because we knew we were going to be apartment owners and that was a huge step towards what we want to do to be able to get out of our w2s and he stops the concert and says hang on I feel like I just missed a moment here and asks what it was that he missed. And I just didn't know what to say. And so my wife, all five foot one of her, she just stands up. She goes, we just bought some apartments. He goes, you what? And she goes even bigger. She says, we just bought an apartment complex. And he goes, well, that's not what I was expecting to hear. But he invited us back after the concert for a meet and greet. When we got to meet him, he goes, oh, the apartment people. I was like, we made it. We are now the apartment people. And that was really cool. <laughs> Just like that. And here's the funny thing, because I know this, especially on your first one, you're hyper emotional mm-hmm. and the amount of stress to where when you almost thought you're going to lose it and you're you're trying to be resourceful, you're trying to like, I've got it, babe, trying to keep your shit together. At the same time, all hell's breaking loose around you and you're just in this hyper productive mode of who do I know? Who do I know? I got to find. And then it comes through. It really is. It's a moment, mm-hmm. right? And most people will never understand what it is to live unless I think UFC fighters talk about this, right? They talk about what it's like to be in the ring, right? To have that adversity, that fear, a healthy fear. And when you find victory in that, there is such a huge endorphin release that can only be described as what you just said. It's like the guy saw it from the stage. Yeah. And that was so cool. It's hard to say, like, I want to call it euphoric, but that's really kind of selling it short. It was just such, I don't know. It's hard to describe and really put it into words. It's just a moment we will remember forever for sure. Listen, I remember it's funny because I just had my boardroom that I just did, but it shows me the replay sometimes like on Facebook of when I first did it five years ago. And I was watching and listening to myself in the video. And I was like, because it was my dream to do that event, right? And I was like, it was the first time we just like went there the second day early in the morning. Everything's all set up. And I was just like, oh my God, I did this, right? Yes. I put this together. And anytime you do something that's a little bit hard, a little bit nervous, a little bit scary, and you put a lot of will and effort into it, and it doesn't always turn out perfect, but it will usually turn out the way it needs to be. If you are sincerely focused and driven and you won't give up, right? And that is what success looks like, by the way. It's the result of a lot of failures and a lot of effort. And then you scratch out a small win, right? Yeah. And as you get stronger, you start getting the confidence that it's going to be okay. And like you said, you've mentioned it before, the law of the first deal, right? Like it was also really interesting because once we closed on that deal, there was just, like you just said, there's a such a level of confidence then like, oh, I can do this. And not only can I do this, I have done this now. It was awesome. Cool. And which propels you to the next piece, right? So now you're underwriting deals. And again, we know this market's a little bit different. It's a little bit more difficult because it's changed a lot. Mm-hmm. And so, and sellers' expectations are not always there with the current marketplace. So it's going to take a minute. Yeah. Meanwhile you're doing the work, right? You're like, it's still more important to talk with brokers now than ever because a lot of people have left the space. Mm-hmm. And let them know that you're still in it, right? That's what they need to know. Yep. And so when deals start coming back, when people are going to start listing properties again, 
Because no one's trying to like list properties unless they have to. Right. Right now. Facts. Well, it's funny you say that because a good example of the building on broker relations, I actually am negotiating a deal for a hundred unit complex right now. That's completely off market. They're offering seller financing and they're selling because they have to. And the broker that I'm working with, he said, you've been working really hard to give us good feedback on underwriting all of our deals, whether it's a good fit for you or not. So I really respect the time and effort you put into this. And so you said, I think you'd be a good fit for this property. I'm bringing it to you first. And there's nobody else that really knows about this. So he's given me the first crack at it to be able to yeah. see if, if we can take it down. Yep. And I believe you're also working with someone in our mastermind group that's going to help you uh, look at that. And um, there you go, right? That's how you put things together. Yep. We're putting the team together because, I mean, this other member that I'm partnering with, he brings a wealth of knowledge on the construction side because there's going to be a pretty heavy value add play and has a lot of the systems and operations for something that's that large, a good fit for the deal to come in on and partner with. Awesome. So if you're talking to someone new right now that's kind of thinking about that's coming into the business, what advice would you give them? Ooh, so the first thing I would say is find either a mentor or a coach. Rather than investing in your first deal, the first thing you need to do is spend your money on educating yourself. Go to an intensive place, whether it's yours or anyone else that like there are a couple of other good ones that I've seen, but really dive in so that you can understand what it looks like and what it takes to make it in this business and spend the time and the money on the front end so that then you can get yourself on the level that you need to, to be able to sound competent whenever you meet with brokers. The second thing I would say is get into it. Hold on. Let me stop you there because I'm going to do a shameless plug. (laughs) (laughs) Because if you are just coming into this business and you really want to get started, if you will go to kahunawealthbuilders.com, kahunawealthbuilders.com, and we have what's called a quick start video course that we'll send you if you'll opt in, which is going to talk about how to find brokers and how to start raising capital. It's like the two things you got to learn how to do. And we've got a really cool video, a series of videos that we'll send you that will help you get you on your way that are is truly awesome and it's really manageable in your time, right? You'll really enjoy it. To tag onto that though, the boardroom, I went a year and a half ago, I think, to your boardroom and it really was a fantastic option. I've recommended it to a few other people as well that are asking, hey, what's the next step? Like start here, go to the boardroom. They'll really learn how to find brokers, how to find deals, how to raise money the right way. Yeah. Listen, so I'm not, this is not my pitch fest, but this is just happens to be one of, this is a student that's had success and they've done it through our system. And I believe in our system. I know it works, right? And so we just did our Kahuna boardroom event, very successful. I almost shut it down completely. I was going to shut it down completely, but I had such demand that people were like, hey, Corey, you know, I really want to go. So the biggest thing on that event is that I'm not a great marketer. I'm becoming a better marketer. But it's not my favorite thing to do. I make most of my money doing real estate as an owner-operator. And so sometimes doing these training events is a big distraction. But I really love to do it. And so we finally just said, and our kids are in a spot now where they're almost out of high school. Like my big time of time commitment, watching my kids and doing like being present is almost coming to an end where I can go a little bit harder. So we're going to do this event twice a year now. And we're going to actually triple the size so we're gonna usually we only do it about 30 people we are now going to set it up where it's about 90 people 90 to really 90 is the number that we're trying to hit so anyways 
that will be coming. We're not ready to announce our next date yet, but we are on a horizon with trying to grow that community as well because there's lots of people. I think right now is the time to be learning because winter's coming, right? And you want to be ready for what's going to come down as things start to unlock in the cycle. Yeah, I completely agree. Spend this time, get educated, really learn about the business and learn about how to get this done correctly so that whenever the opportunities are coming, whether it's later this year, next year, early next year, something like that, when it really the opportunities really start coming, you're equipped to be able to pull the trigger. Because I guarantee you every other experienced operator that's worth their salt is already prepping right now, whether it's raising capital, raising private capital, or trying to get in the right rooms with other people so that they can find the right partners for different deals to really get ready to pull the trigger as soon as that happens. Yeah, love it. I totally agree. I couldn't agree more. I think that is the where we're at in the season of the space and what it's going to take. Any books you've been reading lately that you've really enjoyed or really helped kind of motivate you, inspire you? Yeah, there are a couple of them. I love a book that you recommended is called Giftology. I cannot remember the author of that book. You know what? I should know that as well because it's one of my favorites. John Rulin. But I love that book. It really helped with my broker relations a lot where it talks about not just giving gifts, but giving meaningful gifts. Oh, yeah. John Rulin. Yeah, you're right. Yep. Yep. John Rulin. You're right. Okay. Yeah. So giving meaningful gifts that will be received well by the receiver, not necessarily because you like it. So one of the brokers I'm working with, actually the one that brought me this deal we're working on, his daughter has just graduated from Yale. And so he went and helped her move home. And I sent him a little congratulations and a little Yale dad or Yale alumni dad thing. And he just loved it. Yeah. It's little things. Those little things make a big difference. Yeah. So the other one that I've been reading, I'm in the middle of right now, that has been really good is called Building a Story Brand by Donald Miller. That one's been fantastic. As I'm trying to get my platform to raise more and more capital, it really, the I keep hearing over and over again, you've got to build a brand, build a brand, build a brand, get a following, do these things, market yourself, get out there. And this has a, been a fantastic book to really open my eyes about how to do that effectively. So build a great story, create what does your company stand for? People should know when they when they hear your company, if you've done it right, they kind of have an idea of what you're doing. Right. And it really can be for us, Kahuna, it's Hawaiian based, right? Or like, because that's what we love. But we've taken a lot of that ideology from the Hawaiian islands and built it into our brand, right? Yep. And it works. So lots of ways to do it, but that's awesome that you're building that because I think that is the next step into becoming raising capital. And that is the difference, guys, that the difference between single family and multifamily and the big chasm. In the net worth and the cash flow and all that stuff is that one simple thing of raising capital. It's the one skill set that they're not teaching in the single family space that we do in the multifamily space that creates all that wealth, right? So anyways, uh, Rick, I want to thank you for coming on the podcast today and really sharing some light in your story that like, it doesn't matter where you're at or what you're doing and you can still be on a W-2 and be finding success right? So what last piece of advice would you give to anybody that's out there that's listening to this podcast now? The biggest advice I could give you is to take action. If you've been thinking about getting into this space or you're saying, I just want to learn about this. Great. Take the action, make the investment, because until you actually make the time and the money, the capital investment, it's going to be so much harder for you to be motivated to take that step. Yeah. It really is about taking action. It's about going to the next level. What do I need to do today to move my needle? Whether it's, okay, I got to find some brokers, then go find the brokers, 
right? I need to go start building. I don't know anybody to, to raise capital with. You know more people than you think, right? Get on your Facebook. There's ways to do this thing. There's way to categorize. And if you really do the work, you'll find that you know more people than you originally thought. And then it's about doing the work. Most people, they stop right there, right? True. And they fall three feet away from gold when they could have been hitting the jackpot. You took the chance. You did the work. You're successfully on your way. And your ship is sailing, bro. Your journey is has started. It's not at the end. It really is. Investing is a journey. It has its ups and downs and waves and stuff like that. But but you're charting the course, my friend. And for that, I'm super proud. Thank you. I really appreciate it, Corey. Cool. Well, listen, guys, if you are thinking about real estate right now, thinking about the multifamily space, again, go to Kahuna Wealth Builders. Click on my quick start workshop. You'll be happy that you did. But guys, I'm telling you right now, success doesn't happen by accident. It starts with an idea. And that idea is planted in your brain. You've got to take that. You've got to nourish it. You've got to focus on it. You've got to feed it. You've got to get where you're big. Your why becomes so big that it it overshadows everything else that is the main thing. Even if you're working at W2, you've got another foot firmly planted in the direction that you're wanting to go. Because if you don't, you'll never be able to get there. You'll never be able to take the other foot out. Because one day, if you want to be really successful, you have to quit the W2. You'll have to, but you've got to do it and you can do it safely, just like Rick is doing it, right? It's about planning for success and taking, even if it's baby steps, to that journey because eventually you'll get there. But guys, it starts with the belief. If you believe it, you can achieve it and your paradise is possible. 